Everyone, we're talking with Georgia Ford. She's covering the incident that happened last night, the police shooting in Brooklyn Center. We understand that there was a curfew that was lifted at 6 a.m. Is there a new curfew going in tonight that you're aware of? So we, again, have very little information from um, officials. Uh, the the curfew set in place from 1 to 6 last night, and then we'll get an update today at 11. So we'll know a little bit more on exactly how long this curfew is going to be enforced. Uh, if you think back to last summer, um, it, it was kind of a, a day by day. And, and mm-hmm. at one point they extended it for, you know, several days. Uh, but right now I think they're going to be monitoring this situation day by day, assessing is there going to be uh, a continue, uh, you know, continued protesting today in front of the Brooklyn Center Police Department? Are individuals going to go back to the site where Dante was killed? Uh, people are going to be assessing what is the response today and is there a need for that curfew? Tell us about the temperament of the community from what you've seen and what you've reported. You know, at, at first there was um, overwhelming grief, Freddie Bell. Uh, when you think about the fact that our community was already gathering in St. Paul for a protest on behalf of Justin Tygen, who was killed by the St. Paul police uh, over 10 years ago. And so people were there celebrating his life and, you know, discussing the fact that he was taken by police. And before that event even ended up, even... Uh, you know, there was an announcement there that Dante Wright was killed. And so protesters uh, left St. Paul and went to Brooklyn Center. And uh, there was a lot of frustration, a lot of grief. Uh, You know, protesters were demanding that the officer be fired. They were demanding justice for Dante Wright's family. And that tension escalated. Uh, We did see two police vehicles damaged at that time. A few individuals out of the crowd got on top of those uh, police vehicles that were blocking the street, uh, the crime scene, rather, and uh, kicked out windows in those police vehicles. We then saw those police vehicles retreat. And so uh, slowly but surely, as the BCA wrapped up their investigation, they uh, started retreating. They started backing back further and further uh, as protesters marched and continued pressing as much as they could closer and closer to the crime scene until it was wrapped up, eventually marching all the way to the Brooklyn Center Police Department, uh, where, as we know now, uh, rubber bullets were used, tear gas was used to uh, try to get people to disperse. And it's very reminiscent of what we saw last summer. And, you know, it it is very challenging, I think, for so many people in this community to have to endure this again, especially as we are heading into day one of week three in the Derek Chauvin trial. Agreed. Georgia, is there any information that you know of about the officer involved in the shooting? Uh, There are some rumors that... Uh, she or there there was a rumors that there was a female officer and that she actually committed suicide. Have you heard anything about that? Yeah, I've also heard that speculation. And right now that that is all that it is because we have not been able to confirm it. The Brooklyn Center Police Department has been extremely challenging uh, to get in touch with. They have not been responsive. The BCA uh, has, has been the same way. And so the the little information that we do have primarily is from 
the press conference that was held overnight by the Commissioner of Public Safety, John Harrington, where, you know, most of his answers in regards to this situation is that it's under investigation. And so, as many of you guys know, that's typically what they do. They don't release many details within the first 24 to 48 hours. Um, and, And then after the BCA does their preliminary investigation, usually they'll release more details. So, uh, Chantel, we're still working to confirm those details as of right now. That is just speculation, so we cannot confirm that it's true. Uh, but hopefully today at that 11 o'clock press conference, we'll have more details about the situation. Georgia Fort with us this morning. We're also seeing uh, evidence of uh, violence or at least destruction spilling over into Minneapolis, mm-hmm. particularly along Broadway Avenue. Yeah, that, in addition to uh, South Minneapolis and St. Paul, uh, you know, when you think about, uh, especially our youth, who are trying to figure out how to express their grief and and their anger, uh, you know, once you are, are that hyped up, where does that energy go? And so, uh, you know, I think I I left the scene around 2 or 3 a.m., and there were still hundreds of people outside, whether it was at the Brooklyn Center Police Department or, you know, in Brooklyn Center, the strip mall where they were beginning looting, which ultimately affected about 20 stores were hit. Uh, And so you think about uh, all of that energy, that frustration, that grief spilling over and, and where does it go, you know? And uh, again, very similar to what we saw last summer. Uh, for, for those of you who have uh, young black men in your life, please reach out to them, hug on them, uh, provide, create safe spaces for them to uh, express their anger and their grief. Uh, because as some of the, the organizers and community leaders said last night, black men don't get a trigger warning for when they're going to uh, go on their timelines and see another man who looks like them shot down and killed. And you have to think, especially in our community, especially in North Minneapolis with Jamar Clark and then Philando Castile and, you know, George Floyd and now Dante Wright and so many others, Marcus Golden, uh, Jafford Smith. The list goes on and on and on. And uh, when is it going to stop? And so I think for, you know, some of our young men who do not have a release, who do not have an outlet, who have totally lost faith in the judicial system in this process and who do not believe that Derek Chauvin is going to be convicted for some of them, you know, it it feels like the end of the world. And so please, uh, if you're in a position to reach out and create safe spaces for our youth, please do so because um, this was very re-traumatizing as many of us are trying to heal we're trying to get through this trial. We're still trying to have hope that there's a, a chance for justice. Uh, and, and so this this was very re-traumatizing and, and re-triggering for many in our community. I'm, I'm telling you what, uh, Georgia Fort with us as, as a final thought, this is a very interesting backdrop to a trial where other police officers are standing trial for killing a black man. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And I think, uh, Freddie Bell, I am always reminded from people who are not in this community, you know, often speaking with 
uh, reporters in, in other markets asking, you know, well, what are you guys protesting for? You know, and, and the reality of it is, is the, the police here has still not changed. Uh, we still have yet to see an officer held accountable for killing an unarmed black man. And I think until that happens, our community leaders and organizers are going to continue to be relentless in their pursuit for justice for George Floyd and everyone who has been killed by police. And we hear that often at these protests, that the trial for the officers who killed George Floyd is not just a trial for for them. It is a trial for all the officers who have taken lives of, of someone who is black and have not been convicted or held accountable. And so there, there's so much at stake here. I know that there are eight pieces of legislation that many of these community organizations have put forth to try to, you know, not just be protesting, but actually uh, seeking out tangible change, ending qualified immunity, ending no-knock warrants, ending the statute of limitations for these cases against officers, and then also saying, hey, when there's a mental health crisis, police should not be the ones responding. And they definitely, if they're responding, they shouldn't be responding without a mental health professional. And so there are so many changes that uh, have not been put into place. And so we're going to continue to see the same outcomes, right? What is that saying, uh, Freddie and Chantel? They say if you, if you, uh, the definition of insanity is continuing mm-hmm. to do the same right. thing over and over, mm-hmm. but expecting different results. Yeah. Well, the reality is, is what has changed within the Minneapolis Police Department or any of the surrounding metro area police departments since George Floyd. Not much has changed. So we will continue to see the same outcomes and we will continue to see our community hit the streets and demand justice until they get it. Georgia Fort, uh, expert reporting with us for the Racial Reckoning Project, the Arc of Justice, and KMLJ News. We've been communicating since 2 o'clock this morning. It's time for some rest, Georgia. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> got to take. I'm a, definitely going to try to yeah. try to get a, a quick cat nap before the trial starts. Yeah. At yeah. 9.30. Thanks yeah. for being with us this morning. <laughs> Thank you for having me. You guys have a wonderful day. You, you too. too. Thanks, Georgia. It's now 824. Coming up next, Larry Fitzgerald has your sports. Plus, Justin Bieber is on the way. This is Freddie and Chantel in the morning. Twin Cities in the morning. Uh, 89.9. Wake up, work out.